Hi, and welcome to the Savage Podcast. I'm Rose, and I'm a content creator going by the handle Cheap Lazy Vegan. And I also own a vegan cafe by the same name as the podcast, which is Savage Cafe. And I'm Daniel, also a vegan and one of your favorite guest stars on Cheap Lazy Vegan's YouTube channel. We're two friends currently living in different countries and we'll be giving our savage take on all things life, veganism and the latest trending topics. So basically whatever comes to our minds because we love to talk. You are currently listening to the previous episode of this podcast, but if you would like to listen to this week's episode and get some exclusive content, go over to patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome (laughs) to episode six of the savage podcast. Hello, guys. I have Nari here with me. If you're watching the video version, she's just wanting to play so bad. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Rose, did you want to introduce the uh, topic on which we will be discussing on today's podcast? All right. Today is episode six. We're going to jump right back into a serious topic. Actually, I'm not sure if this, how serious is going to be, but probably we're going to talk about some societal issues as we normally like to do. Mm. Today's topic, we are going to be discussing gender double standards and different ways of which we, you know, stereotype or maybe have different standards for the different genders. Yes, this this is very true. We already kind of touched on this in a previous uh, episode, didn't we? When we discussed like the masculinity and femininity and how like certain aspects of masculinity aren't really like certain aspects of a male sexuality aren't accepted compared to female things like that exactly well and yeah there's the, it, it's just interesting i feel like where a lot of where you see a lot of these come to play around these like stereotypes and stuff i feel a lot of it and a lot of the stuff we'll be talking about today is not necessarily our experience but like when it comes to dating and stuff so i feel like that's when Ooh, a lot are we going to delve into the dating We're, are we becoming like a dating uh <laughs> podcast i feel like that's what's happening i mean we're talking about <laughs> our dating stories then we're talking about like <laughs> masculinity and sexuality. I was just going through actually our last, or this was, this was episode three, which actually will be released by now anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was going through it and we were like talking so much about dating there as well. It's like, this is constant theme in well, our podcast. This is a big part of everyone's lives, right? Like, because at the true. end of the day, you know, human relationships are, you know, kind of a big, a huge part of everyone's the, life. Exactly. It's the fundamental of like basically what makes us human. Do you know our different relationships, be that, you know, relationships of a sexual nature of like with a partner, but also friends and family. I mean, that's the exactly. crux of like our life. Yeah. <clears throat> oh my God. Nari yeah. is just wanting to hold on. I know. She, Nari, <laughs> what do you have to say? <laughs> She's getting crazy Anyways, over there. Nari, no, go down. Um, Anyways. Be- okay. Be- so before we Nari, kick off though. <laughs> <laughs> this Daddy? is too Down. funny. Down. Okay. Bef- be- before we kick <laughs> off, shall we do? I mean, I know we just literally recorded yesterday, but shall we do like a guys? Quick- we're bulk recording. We're bulk recording. We are. But I mean, is there anything else a, that we can get caught update? up on? Um, well, first of all, it's like eight in the morning here, and I feel like yeah. I still have morning voice because I woke up like an hour ago. How? Yeah. How do I sound, Daniel? You actually sound quite nice. I feel like you you have a quite nice morning voice, you know, like... Um, Do I? It's a yeah. bit calmer than usual. It's, <laughs> it's, it's more, yes, it's more tranquil. I can't even say Tranquil? Tranquil. That's the word I'm looking for. Tranquil. I think you spend... You spent a little too much time in Spain, Dan. I mean, can you Tranquilo. believe I'm te- I know, Can you believe that I'm teaching people English here? Oh my gosh. Oh God. <laughs> I don't even, again, Spanish children, may, may the Lord have mercy. <laughs> 
of me as your English teacher. Um, <laughs> yes. Anyways, um, oh my God, Nari's like playing with a toy. I hope you can hear this. I do apologize if you can. I can't hear uh, anything. I don't know. So. Like, what did we update on yesterday? I don't know what else to update mm. on. We my were life isn't about that Christmas, interesting. That kind of stuff. I mean, we briefly talked about New Year's plans. Um, so I can't remember how much detail I went into last. You said you're going to Barcelona and you might have, uh, you might have to go to a house party or you might go out. Oh, well, I've decided where I'm going. Um, so there's like this massive, it's like an outdoor, like, I don't know if it's like outdoor, but it looks like it's outdoor club next to like, it's called Plaza Musique or something or something like this. I can't say it right. Um, and they have a big new year's party. It's like the tickets are 45 euro each, which sounds like a lot, but you it's get, New Year's though, isn't it? Exactly. One, it's New Year's. Two, yeah. it's a place where you can see the, like the big firework display. So like you'll be able to see it, which is awesome. Ooh. Um, you get four drinks included. Um, Ooh. Yeah. And on arrival, so th- this is a tradition in Spain. I don't know how much detail I went into last time as, as well, but in Spain, they do something 12 seconds up to New Year's. So what they do is they'll each get 12 grapes. And the tradition 12 grapes? is- Yeah. So you get 12 grapes and so you'll get this on entry into the club as well. Everyone's going to get like a little packet of 12 grapes. And when it gets that 12 seconds before New Year's, every time the bell like chimes or whatever, the buzzer goes off, you have to shove a grape into your mouth. Oh, really? Yeah. And the saying is, I think it's like, if you don't choke or cough or like have grapes falling out of your mouth and you can do it in the 12 seconds, it means that you're going to have a really good year. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh my so, god, that's so fun! Yeah, I know. I'm I'm gonna try my best. Daniel, best. do you think you're gonna choke? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't happen very often. <laughs> <laughs> I might god have to cut damn. that part out. <laughs> oh god, I think you should leave that in. <laughs> mm. Up but to no, you. Um, I think it, it, it was just like a fun little like tradition. So we're gonna be doing that. Um, Is it just and you that, and Christelle that are going? No. So one of my friends from uh, Murcia that I met, Mm -hmm. who's also one of the like language assistants, she was going to Madrid and I told her we're going to go to Barcelona. And she also really likes to go out. And she was like, oh, do you mind if like she's like, do you want, can I come? And I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. Like the more the merrier, like come join us. Like, so there's going to be the three of us. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah. Which will be good. Oh, God damn. That be my life update. Oh, God damn. I have no life updates since yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I've just been, you know, what did? Yeah, I mean, I went to like a Christmas part, like a late Christmas party yesterday. Mm. And yeah, I have nothing planned. My life is apparently very boring. Oh, All I do damn. is work. But What's going new, on? For New Year's, what do you do? You, do you guys, do you know what you're doing yet? You, I, I know you said you're going to a house party or oh, something, Oh, for New right? Year's, yeah. I think I'm just going to go to my friend's place. Nothing crazy. Because okay. okay. again, not everyone can fly to Barcelona just, you know, randomly. That's true. <laughs> oh God, I am going to miss that in Europe. Like, I'm, I, like don't get me wrong. I'm, I am so excited to move back to Calgary. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, I'm going to miss these like, oh, for New Year's, I'm going to go to Barcelona or for, yeah. you know, this, this weekend, I'm going to go to Portugal. You know, like it's yeah. just. Yeah. You know what you can do here? For New Year's, I'm going to go to my friend's place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or I know the- maybe if, if it's very exciting, you're going to go to the States. <laughs> yeah, true, true. I mean, you just have to make the most of it. Every every country has its pros and cons, right? So, yes, very true. This yeah. will be saved for the Truth About Living in a Big City um, podcast uh, episode, which we will yes. be recording. I think after this, will it be? Yeah, it's right after. Well, yeah. After okay. This. All right. So mm-hmm. today's topic, like we said, is going to be about gender 
double standards and how certain things are accepted for women, but not accepted for men and vice versa and things like that. And how, yeah. And how that plays out and what our thoughts are. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, God damn. And there'll be, there'll be a lot. deep. We getting deep. Are we gonna? Is this gonna be a controversial episode, Rose? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. But I feel like. I but feel you like know, I like that. these kind of discussions. Yeah, me too. It's it's an interesting one. Like, yeah, I don't know. So the reason why this this topic like sparked up in our discussion is because I found either an article or a YouTube video or something that mm. was discussing this. Like, it was. I think it was a talk show or a news show. That was showing how women are now, because women are now earning money and educated, um, they're actually out earning a lot of men in terms of like income. And because of this, this is the language they used. Okay. Because of this, women feel like they have to date down in order to meet a mate and they're not Mm -hmm. very happy about it. And I thought that was very interesting. Uh, Firstly, the term dating down I found was quite, um, I didn't like that term. No, it's very negative. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it's, it's so like, it's, Basically, what they mean is by dating down, they mean they're dating someone that's making less money than them, right? Yeah. So that's already fucked up. <clears throat> exactly. But also the connotation of dating down, I feel like, and this is just from my perspective, but if you're saying, oh, I'm dating down, it means that you're dating somebody that you don't feel, you you feel like you're maybe a better person or they're, they're not worthy to be dating you. You're dating below who you should be dating. Yeah. Which so is like, fucked up. And that's exactly. only based on the income level, which exactly. is even more fucked up. So, I mean, this is obviously worse. This is more than just a gender issue, but Mm. that's just more of like our society and how we see people that make less money. We clearly don't see them as equal or as, you know, you know, worthy of our time. Exactly. Well, and this is the interesting thing is like, I think we see this and you kind of hit the nail on the head there where you're saying as a society, for whatever reason, we've kind of glorified people that make lots of money. So like we kind of put them on a pedestal. Like if you're making, well, as a, as a society in general, I think it's changing yeah. now, but like, I don't also, think it's changing. You don't think I mean, so? maybe a little, I think overall we still, I'm, I don't think it's changing based on that news, news article or the that's news true, story. That's true. But I mean, I, I, why are we using the term dating down? Even Exactly. And I don't think it's changing in a sense that like, for example, even like, I think the people's attitudes and that's including us too, without even realizing like Mm. when we, you know, see somebody that looks like they're making a lot of money or they look like they're put together in terms of like their clothes are on and they're like, you know, wearing nice clothes. We do tend to, without even realizing, think, oh, like they're, you know, they're posh, even the term posh. Yeah. Right. In the UK, well, we they, would, they really like that term. <laughs> exactly. Well, we would deem them to be successful and that's, you know, yes. in, inherently for most people is a turn on. It's like, oh, that person's successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, you know, making good money, that kind of stuff. But like, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's not changing maybe I use the wrong word, but I think for me, as I'm getting older. <laughs> this is like the, wait, this is like the millennial episode when you're like, oh, millennials don't care about money as much. Oh yeah. And then you're like, <laughs> that, and I was Daniel. like, yes, that is do. bullshit, Daniel. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I used the wrong term. I think maybe I was just reflecting on myself in a sense that, you know, yes, don't get me wrong. If you're right. If I saw somebody, they're dressed nice, you know, they obviously take care of themselves. They're making good money. That is attractive. Okay. I'm not going to deny mm-hmm. that. Um, but also I think as I'm getting older, um, and from the vast number of people that I've met from all kinds of walks of life and different, you know, uh, financial backgrounds, like, I guess you could say is I've realized that that doesn't make the person, do you know what I mean? Like, I think, I, I, yes. oh, ugh, what am I trying to say? I've internalized that that's becoming less and less important to me. 
Yeah, I mean, totally. That's for sure. And like, it's never the end all be all. Of course, yeah. it it does definitely. I think I'm not, I wouldn't lie and say that the income level doesn't matter at all. Oh, no, because of I do feel like it makes a difference. For example, like we, you and I at, are at a certain income level. And then if somebody makes way above or way below, it is going to make some level of a difference, especially in yeah. terms of dating. However, that's not the end all be all. So just because someone is rich does not mean I'm going to be attracted to them immediately. Exactly. And that's the only reason or that's the main reason even. Um, mm-hmm. But it does play a role. For example, if someone is like dirt broke and I have a certain amount of money, that's going to play an impact in the dynamic of the relationship. Of course. So yeah. I understand this, but I just don't like, I guess, I don't like when people deliberately um, you know, use terms like dating down or, mm-hmm. you know, use those kind of terminologies to make people that make less money feel less worthy like or like inferior. Yeah. 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 Because like, yeah, sure. I mean, I kind of get why, like, it's kind of fucked up, mm. you know, like women are making a lot of money, like good for us. Like it's awesome. But then I think that what happened is that evo- again, we always talk about evolution versus, you know, nature versus nurture. And I yeah. do feel like, the society changed very quickly to allow women to work and make a lot of money. And mm. women, like we went for it, you know, we started going to university, we did all that shit, got good jobs and not, but evolutionary wise, uh, we're still kind of attracted to the idea of a man taking care of us. Yeah. Do you well, know I what I mean? Was, yeah. I thought it was interesting in that because I watched that. It was a YouTube video of those guys doing reviews oh, okay, of this okay. like news, oh, like yes. news um, cast or whatever. And I thought it was interesting because the girl was really, really passionate about this. She's like, oh, it's so difficult now to date down. And then the two male news anchors were like, well, you know, that's a bit, you know, this again, they didn't like the term. And they were like, well, you know, it's funny because when, you know, the man was the one that was the breadwinner and everything else, he's considered the breadwinner. He's not dating down. He's just providing for his family. Whereas on the flip side, if a woman's making more money, why can't she step into that role and, you know, be the breadwinner for the family and take care of everyone? And then it was interesting. Because of the gender stereotypes. Well, this is it. That's that's what it is. And then one of the mm-hmm. girls also said, she was like, which is another factor that we haven't really talked about yet, is there's the woman's side of it, but then there's also the man's side of it. So like because of that gender stereotype, it works both ways in a sense that men feel like they should be the one that's providing for the family. Yes. So a lot yes. of time, actually what happens, and you were talking about dynamics of relationships, if a man is making less than a woman, he starts to feel inferior and he starts just internally and he starts to feel like less of a man that he can't provide for his woman, you know, and actually that can play into the relationship negatively as well. Yeah, I think it plays. It definitely is both ways. It's definitely not just the woman that feels, you know, that, that the man should be making more money. I definitely think it's also the man that feels like he should be making more money. So it does, I'm sure create some friction in a relationship if the man feels like he's not providing for the family or not being a man in that situation. Yeah. Because especially because again, our society deems, you know, men that make less money as like, you know, not as attractive or something like that. I think, um, yeah. I think for me too, like you kind of mentioned it earlier, it just, the whole financial situation, it does play, it does play into a relationships in a sense that like if your partner, whichever partner is making substantially more money than you, it's going to factor in because it's like, they're going to want to do certain things and maybe you can't afford it and you feel like shit or whatever, because you know, they want to go on fancier vacations or do whatever else. And there's going to be that constant kind of like power struggle within the relationship. Yeah. Um, And another interesting fact, and I can't remember if this is still true, but I used to be obsessed with this TV show back in Canada. Um, (laughs) What is it it called? It was called Till Debt Do Us Part. Have you heard of it? (laughs) 
I've heard of it. I've never watched it, but I think so you told funny. me about it, Daniel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it, the late, like, oh, I wish I could remember the like host's name because she's amazing. Like she's so, so good. So what she would do is she'd come into like quite often newlyweds or sometimes people that have been married for a long time. Yeah. And basically these people would just have like no knowledge on money and finance or whatever else. Um, And they would be like spiraling out of control of debt and she would like come in and help them, you know, manage their finances. Um, But the reason I thought of this show is um, one of the reasons, I think it was like the number one cause for divorce is financial difficulties. Yeah. So because it puts puts that extra stress on a relationship. So I could see the whole gender or not the gender, the, the pay gap and whoever's making more, I could put that mm-hmm. adds certain level of stress depending on how you deal yeah. with it. Oh, it's so interesting. I just, mm-hmm. I find it interesting that, you know, we're, we're so like advanced technically in our society, but the way that we think about these kind of things is still pretty primitive. Yeah. Cause like, I still feel like, yeah, sometimes I'm like, like as a woman, there is definitely like a sense of like, oh, I, I want the guy to kind of pay, for example. Yeah. Uh, not always, of course. You know, I don't really believe that the guy should always be paying and I don't believe that I should be taking care of all the time or whatever. Yeah. But it is nice, I guess, it's when, you know, the guy is, you know, able to provide in a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though I, I mean, don't need it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But it's, but would you say that it kind of goes 50, 50 as well though? Because I'm sure, I mean, again, it's, it, this is a difficult one for me because obviously I come at it from a different angle because I'm not. In, yes. I want to hear about your angle. <laughs> in, in, I know. Cause uh, in heterosexual relationships, it's very different. Right. But like, I'm sure if we talk to some of the straight men out there, they probably once in a while, like it when their girlfriend treats them. Do you know what I mean? And takes oh, 100%. them out. Like yeah. I, I'm not all for like the guy paying all the time. Absolutely yeah. not. That would make me feel very uncomfortable. Mm. And I don't like that because then again, you're pretty much I feel like you're kind of giving them power in a sense in a way that you know makes them feel like maybe not always but like I feel like if a guy always insists on paying there's something a little bit off too like I don't know like to me that's like a red flag like yeah of course like it's nice when the guy pays you know maybe a little more than me but Mm. uh, I would still want it to be more equal than not you know what I mean yeah and it's like I don't know. <laughs> and yeah. and also just to note, like, I feel like we put so much of an emphasis on just finances. Whereas I feel like, you know, you can be a man in so many d- different ways. Like, you exactly. know, you don't have to be providing only financially, you know, how about a man that like helps around around the fucking house or, you know, a man that takes kids to go play soccer or, you know, those kind of things. Like, I feel like that's yeah. manly too, you know? Exactly. No, like and I think just I, putting some money on the table and saying <clears throat> bye bye is not manly. Like exactly, but this yeah. is why I think this is why I think like, well, and again, we kind of mentioned this in another podcast before, when we were talking about this whole idea of masculinity and everything else, and there is that kind of shift where. Well, nowadays it's like you want that person that's going to be that equal kind of almost equal partner within the house not just financially not talking about you know them providing and gone are the days where the man used to be the the, you know the sole breadwinner and the woman would keep the house you know what I mean like it's changed we're past that now and it's like you know it's one thing yeah okay you know let's say the the woman is making more money than the man well it's like he can he can man up in other ways right and help out more around the house and like do other stuff as well to be that kind of like equal player in that relationship right oh yeah okay so what's another kind of gender double standard do you think in our lives in in this Mm. society i mean um i guess well i don't know if it's just necessarily double standard i think it kind of well oh i don't know (laughs) what is it just say it (laughs) it's the one about like you know how if, if a family or like if a couple decides to have a child 
it's generally the woman that stays at home with the baby. Yes. And, it's, you know, I get it for the first little while, but quite often it's the, it's the woman that takes the full kind of like maternity, maternity leave. Mm-hmm. And it's quite often frowned upon. Or not frowned upon, but it's looked at as strange when a man um, takes, or not strange, but it's like very, it's less. <laughs> You're being very careful I, with your words here. <laughs> I know I am. I'm just like, uh, it's becoming, it's just less common. And it's also people look at it at, uh, differently. You know, they're thinking, oh, well, what, yeah, what's they going do. on? Why is this man taking the, why can't his wife take the time off? Do you know what I mean? Or his... Yeah, like it's kind of messed up. Mm-hmm. That's still kind of something that I think, again, society hasn't caught up yet in terms yeah. of making it equal. Because like, yeah, it makes sense kind of in the beginning because obviously, you know, maybe there's breastfeeding and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, and I think that's why maybe it naturally just kind of goes to that direction of the women being the, yeah. you know, the caretaker. And also, yeah. of course, they do say that like naturally maybe women are a little bit better in terms of caretaking but again that's not always the case there are lots of women that are not capable of taking care of Mm. children either exactly so yeah and there's a lot of men that are really really great at it you know exactly exactly and i think that the stereotype there or the kind of like thing is more part of it is the man being comfortable enough to ask in his work or where he's his workplace to say i want to take this time off because he feels there's like a stigma to it you know what i mean it like again it's that idea of making that person less of a man and again i'm generalizing but yeah you know there's that whole idea of you know taking that time off to you know really um to have a family it's kind of looked frowned upon for men Cause like and they it, should be working, they should be exactly. making the money rather than yeah. taking time off to be with their family. Yeah. Which is, which is interesting because, um, it kind of leads into the next kind of stereotype that I briefly wanted to talk about. And I want to get your thoughts on this because this <laughs> one's kind okay. of, it, it goes back to, it goes to the whole idea of families taking time off to, or individuals taking time off to have families basically. Um, and one of the things I can't remember again, I can't remember if it was a YouTube or an article or something that I saw. And it was like basically, and this happens like all the time. So like, let's say you have a successful male CEO or whatever, you know, drives his company, everything else. Everyone's like, oh, he's so ambitious. He's so driven. And he'll get all kinds of questions about, you know, that kind of stuff. Versus on the flip side, if it's a woman, quite often, they're always the question is, you know, how did you find, you know, balancing having a family and doing this? Like, how were you able to, you know, how did you feel about sacrificing that time away from your kids? And it's always, they always ask women that, but they never, hardly ever ask men the same question. That is true. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because it's it's automatically looked upon, like if the woman is successful in her career, it's because she's had to sacrifice her family time versus a man. It's just expected. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of fucked up in many ways. Um, It's fucked up for uh, the women because... Well, I, I feel like I, I get why that question is asked. It's because still we live in a society where we know that a woman is probably taking care of the child more than the man. So yeah. we already know that we we come in with this assumption that because, you know, that is still the case, but the majority mm. of the time we come in with this assumption that this woman clearly had to make a lot of sacrifices, has to do a lot of balancing of the home and work life. Whereas we know that the man probably is barely at home and just goes to work. So mm-hmm. we already come in with that um, kind of, I don't know if it's a stereotype or it's based on statistics, a little bit mm-hmm. of both, but we go in with that assumption that the man is probably never at home yeah. and he has a wife that take, takes care of the kids. Yeah. Whereas if it's a woman, you're kind of like, oh, what's going on here? Like, does yeah. she have a husband that's taking care of the kids or is she having to make those, you know, those sacrifices? sacrifices? Yeah. Um, so... Uh, 
Yeah. And it, like, it is, it is kind of like insulting in certain ways to be asked mm. that, I guess, if you were like a CEO, um, but again, I get why people ask that is because yeah. we still have that mentality in our society and we still have the statistics to show that women are still yeah. the ones that are taking most of the responsibility yeah. of taking care of the child. When I think, I think, interesting. yeah. And I think again, like to echo that, I like, I keep saying that there is, there is a kind of shift because obviously gone are the days where we had like a sole breadwinner really, because now it's so expensive. Everyone has to work really. Um, but would you say that nowadays there's almost like an added pressure on women because it's like you're expected to go out and work. And a lot of the time, you know, the men, and I'm again, generalizing, but I could, I could be like completely off field here, but a lot of the time the men aren't necessarily equal partners in keeping a house. Um, so a lot more pressure is put on the woman to not only be earning money, but also be maintaining the household. Hundred percent, and this is why mm -hmm. it's difficult, especially in the dating case. Okay, so, going back to the first story about dating down, the reason why yeah. again I don't like the term dating down, but <laughs> I get the pressure and I get the I get what people are saying when it comes to women having. We have so much pressure now because, like we said, yeah. you know, women still are expected now to work. So we go and we work, and then we're also expected to somehow find a mate during this time that we're studying and working and all that stuff, which is fine. Find someone to marry, and then we're also ex still expected to have kids. Yeah. And then we have kids, and we're still expected to, or work. at least we we still want to. Like, we, of course, we want to work, mm -hmm. but again, because we haven't, society hasn't fully caught up, so women are still the ones that you know usually takes maternity leave, and yeah. you know, which I mean, again, like fathers should get paternity leave. I think they should have the same types of rights. I believe yeah. if they want to, if they want to choose to take that, I think they should have that. Definitely. Um, but. Um, yeah, so then we have that added pressure of now we have to take, you know, fucking however many months off for maternity leave. Mm. And then this is why women don't make as much money. I think I think there's a big misconception that women, that th there's the gender pay gap or whatever. Yeah. And there is a pay gap in terms of, yes, women make less money. Definitely. But there, it's a, there's a lot more to it than that. It's not just, oh, like we have the same job and you just automatically make more money than me because you're yeah. a man. I think there's so much more to it. Like, for example, a woman again, because she has to make those sacrifices, like mm -hmm. taking maternity leave, how much more, you know, like if a man does not have to take any paternity leave, he, he's of course going to make more money than her exactly. because he's going to be working during the time that she's off, you know, taking care of her child. So exactly. yeah. So it is, it is a lot of pressure on a woman because now, you know, we do have to find that balance mm -hmm. and we still haven't really figured out that, you know, it's, it's a cohesive kind of yeah. family unit here, not just the woman doing everything. Exactly. So basically, <laughs> not that the woman does everything, but no, we're no, just I making know. generalizations. <laughs> exactly, we are because there's a lot of you know there's a lot of great guys out there that do so much. You know what I of mean? Of course. Like, um, and there's a lot of fucked up women out there that don't do shit. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my god! But I've I been watching. Just a little side note. I've been watching this yeah. show on Netflix. It's called Women Behind Bars. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I think it's like an old TV show. You know those old crime shows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! I have this weird obsession with those old crime shows, mm -hmm. like forensic, like oh my god, you know, forensic files. Oh my god, it's so good. And then this women behind bars yeah. show. I don't know what it is, but I'm like addicted. So this is why I'm like, women are also fucked up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, it is so true. No, but you know what? Every you know globally. Pe Everyone people are fucked up. <laughs> yeah, in general. It's just like crazy. Like, you know, I I, I went into... Because I'm also fascinated by those shows. Just on a little side note here while we digress. Um, yes. I literally was watching Forensic Files for a while. Like, they were on Netflix. And I watched them, like, back... Because it's really fascinating. But also, it's, like, quite gruesome, like, horror... Like, horrible things that Why happen. Why do you like watching these shows? I think it's just because it's, like, outside of your normal world. And it's something of more... 
you're just fascinated that these things actually happen, I think. Yeah. Like you're just like shocked, like these things happen. But yeah, anyway, so I started watching it and then I actually like, I had to stop watching it because like, it was like, it wasn't putting me into a dark place, but I just like, the more I was watching it, the more I was like, oh my God, this world is so fucked up. And I was like, it's so true though. When you watch those things, sometimes it's like, that's why I'm like, I probably shouldn't be watching this kind of stuff. Mm, it got too but, it got too heavy yeah. so I had to stop for a little while oh took god a break. <laughs> it's so fucked but anyways yeah. oh my gosh that was a tangent yeah. um yeah so what other gender stereotypes are there or gender um double standards uh, uh god <laughs> I don't know because like again it's an interesting one for me just because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like for, for right. me because you can come at, it, come at it from your angle because obviously dating men, you you have experience in this aspect whereas I'm just coming at it from what I hear from my friends and that kind of stuff. Like I... In, but what's it like in the gay world? Because I know that there are still... It's not that... It's not like in the gay world everyone is seen as an equal, right? So This is true. Let's, so let's talk about it from that angle. So because oh, a lot damn. of people that are listening might not know much about the, the gay world, which I did not know too much about until, you know, until you told me all this shit, you know? That's true. Well, I mean, so to be what fair, are some it, like kind of stereotypes or double standards? Maybe. I don't know if there are, mm-hmm. but like, well, there's, uh, I kind of mentioned this actually in the last podcast, mm-hmm. but I'm going to, I'm going to revisit it anyway. Um, so a few of the things. So, obviously my limited experience of dating within the gay community, because you know, <clears throat> I'm a, uh, uh, what is it? Commitment phobe. Um, <laughs> but, uh, basically there's, there's some pretty fucked up shit in the gay community. Um, one of the things that really does bother me. And I think it's like something that needs to be, you know, talked about more is that there's this not double standard, but like on dating apps and stuff, a lot of gay individuals, LGBT who us, um, as a, as a community should be, you know, because we're kind of like a minority, I guess, because we should be more accepting yeah. to people that are different and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think but so. But within that, there's like some really horrible stuff that goes on on like the dating apps where I think I said this before, where it was like people will put on their dating apps like no blacks, no Asians, um, no yeah. femmes, no this, no that. And it's like, you know, a lot of this stuff, like I get it that everyone necessarily has their preferences or whatever else, but like, a lot of this stuff you can keep to yourself and like, like if you're on Tinder or something like this, like you can choose to swipe who you yeah. want to swipe. Do you know what I mean? Like, so they're just being snarky basically. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's quite like quite toxic um, in that aspect. And also one of the things that I've personally found, which is just like a frustration of mine, um, is that the, and this is more from the gay, gay, gay side of it, but like the gay community is like really hyper sexualized. So, right when it comes to dating and stuff, it's like, I would rather go on a few dates with somebody, but everyone is just like looking for like, a lot of people are looking for just like quick hookups and stuff. See, that's another segue into a very interesting topic here, Daniel. Mm, Is it? Because I feel like, you know what's, I've discussed this. I think I've discussed this with you where it's very interesting that gay, yeah, the gay community is very hypersexual. I definitely think that it is probably the most sexual and gay men probably get some more than a lot of <laughs> other groups of people. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I believe that that is because, you know, even though you're gay men, you're still men. And I think yeah. men, again, are naturally <laughs> <laughs> wired to be a little bit more promiscuous. What do you think? Um, yeah, I think I would agree. I think, I think in many aspects. And 
Yeah, I guess even in the like, if you look in the animal world and stuff, it's like it's just like we're we're programmed to spread the seed, you know, Hunt. <laughs> spread the seed. <laughs> so, oh god, I know. So I just I do agree that maybe that's that's the case, but I think, um, and don't get me wrong, I've met some really great guys as well. But like, there's a lot. That oh, I've just of met. course. Yeah, I've met some. But people they all want to bang, like, bang, 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 <laughs> like bang, bang, bang. And don't get me wrong, bang, bang, I bang. Mean, Everyone enjoys that in life, you know. Um, ah, we're not going there, Daniel. We're not going in that direction, are we? <laughs> but you know, sometimes, sometimes people would like a conversation first, and not just be like, you know, yeah. hooking up in hooking up in a dark room with somebody that you've never met before. You know. Oh my god, I find that so bizarre to me. Like people that just maybe I'm a grandma. I don't know, but like maybe people we're that crude. meet up. Maybe we are, but like mm. people that just meet for. Th- for sex like yeah i honestly find that like so weird to me i mean of course no judgment if that's what like both consenting parties like have a good time although i would say it's a little dangerous perhaps you know be careful like because you never know who you're gonna meet right so like that's why i think like for me like i would rather much rather go and meet someone have a drink uh get to know them and then if you know if there's chemistry and everything maybe something happens but like you know what i mean like not I wouldn't just go out of my way to go to somebody's house and like, especially somebody I don't know and just show up and just, you know, I know, but this happens a lot and not, I mean, to be fair, not just in the gay community. I know this Mm. happens with straight people too. So I'm just like, Holy, I just, it's a world that I am not familiar with because I cannot, I cannot imagine just like showing up in some stranger's home (laughs) without even conversation. Not like, even high. It's just kind of like, all right, let's get to yeah. it. <laughs> oh my god, is that what happens? Like, I don't even know. I, I remember no this idea. one time when I was living in London. Um, a friend of a friend, so a friend was in London visiting, and her friend was a gay man. And I remember we're all chilling, having a great time, having some drinks. And then he was like, "Oh, gotta go." He was visiting too, so he was like traveling for a few days. Yeah. And then he was like, "Oh, I gotta go." And we're like, "Where are you going?" And then he's like, "Oh, I'm meeting up with this guy at his house." And I was like, "All right." <laughs> Okay, then. <laughs> You're like, all right, cool. And he's done that multiple times before, apparently. And I was like, okay, have fun. Be yeah. careful. <laughs> I know. Hopefully they're using protection. Like he's using protection and stuff too, because like there's oh, so God. many, there's so many additional things that come along with that. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh my God, I know. You just have to be careful. But anyway, so I think there's that. And then also, I think it's an interesting one for like two, when two guys are going out, like for, we were talking about like, you know, breadwinners and things like that. I think that that dynamic right. is so different because I think, and maybe I could be wrong because I've never really had like a substantial relationship. So I wouldn't really, can't really comment, but like, I feel like it's less important only because those stereotypes of a man being the breadwinner is for like heterosexual couples. Whereas for yes. like homosexual couples, be that women or men together, um, it just matters less, I guess. Like it, oh, obviously it's finances. I think so. are, yeah. Finances are still important. Like, you, you know, and ambition and all that kind of stuff, like it d- is important to some, de- some degree, but I just think there's less of a, st- a stigma of dating somebody that's less like earns less than you and things like that. Right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's true because, so I feel like maybe it's a little bit more equal in, in the gay dating s- sphere in terms yeah. of that. So like, of, sh- of course I'm sure maybe there's still a person that's a little bit more, <laughs> dominant is that is that the right term like a little bit more you know mm. not always not though. you would a, think that yeah not always of course not yeah. always none of these are always this is all yeah, just yeah. generalizations but i think most of the time or maybe not i don't know am i wrong what, what do you think well, i don't know because I've, I've seen so many like couples where it's like two super like you know 
masculine guys or two super feminine guys or masculine right, and a feminine, you know, all kinds of different, you know, two normal guys. Right, and normal, yeah. So it's, it's, it's kind of like, it's, it's a whole different ball game. It's a whole different world that uh, a lot of straight people will not understand. No. <laughs> It's, but it's, I will try to understand because I find it very fascinating. I know. I find it fascinating, you know, when I figure it we out. We need a lesbian you know. on the show. We need I to bring know. a lesbian on the show to discuss the lesbian perspective and a bisexual. Let's just yes. bring everyone in. <laughs> well, I have. In London, I have a couple friends that are bi, but I'm like thinking about in Calgary. I don't know if I know it. Do I know anyone that is? I know a couple of lesbians, but I don't know if yeah. they would want to be on the show. <laughs> Why not? Um, I don't know. I mean, you know. Maybe they'd feel pressure. I don't know. I feel like I don't know that many lesbians. Well, I know. Yeah, I do know a couple lesbians, but not as many in terms of like, I know a lot more gay guys. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> apparently I'm a, what was it, dad? A fag hag. <laughs> I'm a fag hag. <laughs> You're not, but like, yeah. God, you um, know, gay, gay community is actually quite offensive. It's, it it's actually fu- funny. Well, it's so funny. It's very vulgar. Like, it is. And also like another thing too, like going back to the whole, like, you know, you think that the LGBT community would be quite open and friendly because again, we're discriminated yeah. against. Right. And I distinctly remember when I was in uni, I went with two of my friends from university, these two gorgeous girls. We went to twisted. They were, le- they were lesbians and twisted is a gay bar, by the way. Yeah. It is the, the only gay bar in Calgary. And I went with mm-hmm. them and they were wearing like high stiletto heels and like really dressed up. They were like, you know, really dressed up and stuff. They were lesbian, Lo- you said? Yeah. And they looked okay. really, really good. And so we're going to the bar. We're, go- we're trying to get in. And all of a sudden the bouncer was like, oh, um, girls aren't allowed to wear heels and like they can't be having purses or something like this. And I was like, what the hell? I was like... A girl can't have a purse? Excuse yeah. me? And it was like, they couldn't mm-hmm. be wearing heels either. And I was like, Hey, what are you talking about? And then I saw like this drag queen walk by in like high heels. And I was like, yeah, but uh, that drag, drag queens wearing high heels, high heels. So like, what the hell? Um, like let my friends, <laughs> let my friends in. Yeah. And I think it's cause they were like trying to like not let, let girls in. Yeah. I mean, it's obvious if, if you say girls shouldn't have purses, that's literally just saying no girls allowed. Exactly. Like, Which there's I think no I way can. a girl's going to go anywhere without a purse. Yeah. It sucks. I, I hope eventually we're going to get to the point in Calgary and also globally mm-hmm. in a lot of different places where we don't actually have to have distinct gay bars. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like every bar would just be yeah. like a bar that you could just go to. Like it doesn't matter, you know? Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. That would be but my... But you still th- wouldn't... You still wouldn't want uh, a place where you know that everyone there is like most likely to be gay. Well, Isn't that kind of nice though in a way? I mean, that is nice in, in terms of like when you... If you want to like... If you want to hit on somebody because like up. for me... Okay. Exactly. Because like for me, like there's been many times where I go to like quote normal bars and like I'll meet a really, really, you know, good looking guy, but I never like, um, I never put a move on her. Exactly. And I never like go there because I'm nervous in case that they're not. And I don't want to feel stupid. And like, I don't want them to feel uncomfortable. There's so many gay guys and so many gay people. Like, I wonder what the percentage, what do they say the percentage is? I can't remember. Like it's, it's so like twenty percent. It's. I, mean, I just made that up. <laughs> Don't quote me on that. <laughs> I, I heard. I heard. But again, I mean, where they're going to get these figures? Who knows? Because half people yeah. are like closeted, or not half people, but like so many people are. A lot like of in, people are closeted. Yeah, yeah. Or there's like bisexuals or all kinds of different people. But I think that they said it was like nine percent or something of people. Okay, so I'm going to double that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say 18%. (laughs) 18, God damn, that'd be a whole lot of... I don't know. I see a lot of gay people. Like, and I think I have a pretty good gaydar, so I just know. Mm. (laughs) 
you know, it's like, it's like rainbows just fall out, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that would be so helpful if it was like, you know, there was like a sign. Should we have a sign? (laughs) (laughs) No, but I mean like, do you know if there's like a little thing that like popped up above somebody's head or something so that you just knew? Oh my God. That's so funny. Or like, you know how like, you know, married people wear like wedding rings, like maybe like, you know, straight people can wear like, you know, a a, a blue bracelet and like, (laughs) I don't know, fuck like, and gay people can wear like a red bracelet. I don't fucking know. So that you guys know that would be so much more helpful. Exactly. Cause then, and then you wouldn't have to have gay bars. You just have normal bars <laughs> where then, people would but go. But then we're segregating people. <laughs> That's true. Oh, God. Oh Actually, God. no, no, no. So there's this thing in Korea. It's kind of fucked up. So in Korea, they have um, in the night in the nightlife scene, they have a thing. So they have clubs, like regular clubs, mm-hmm. you know, where people dance and shit. And then they have a thing that they call nightclubs, which they actually distinguish the difference. So there's clubs and nightclubs. I don't know. Have I told you about this, Daniel? I think so. Is this the one where like the you would like a girl like would go with up. her friends? Yes, and then, yes, like, yes, the yes. Guy would, yeah. Okay, so basically, so the nightclubs are basically where a place where women and men are supposed to like meet each other. So you don't go to a nightclub uh, with someone of the opposite sex. So like, if you're a guy, you only go with your guy friends. And if you're a girl, you only go with your girlfriends. And so we couldn't go. It's <laughs> you and I could not go unless we find some gay slash. Uh, heterosexual nightclub, which <laughs> I don't think exists. Anyways, so you go, it's kind of really fucked up. I don't know if it still exists because mm. like, you know, I haven't been to Korea in so long, mm. but basically, yeah. So like a guy goes there with his friends and like rents a room or something and like spends a lot of money on like booze and all that stuff. And girls go there and they re- usually, they don't have to spend anything at all or maybe very yeah. small amount of money. And then they sit down and then waiters will like walk around. There's like a ton of waiters and they walk around and they just grab. This sounds so fucked. They just (laughs) grab women by the arm and women like know this is going to happen. But then they like pretend they're they're like, oh, I don't want to go. But like they know it's going to happen. That's like the whole point. (laughs) But they're just like, oh, like they just like pretend that they're being dragged or something. Maybe it's like, I don't know, some kind of weird thing that they anyway. So they like grab you by the arm and then they like drag you to some like other table with a bunch of dudes and they just sit you down. And then it's kind of like, kind of like speed, not really like speed dating, but like that's how you get like kind of hooked up. And then like, if you like each other, you can like drink and like chill or whatever. And if you don't, you can just go back to your Mm -hmm. table with your girlfriends. Anyways, it's messed up. But what the whole point, the reason why I brought this up is because over there, if you, if you genuinely go there and you don't want to get, you know, dragged, then you mm-hmm. can wear like a bracelet that says like, Oh, like I'm taken or something like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm taken already. Uh, or like, then, or like I'm not interested in getting dragged yeah, <laughs> and then, being treated then, as an object. <laughs> yeah. But then what, what would that girl do? Would she just stand there with her friends, wait for all of her friends to get dragged and then I, go home? <laughs> well, I think, <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure if you have that bracelet, you'd probably go with somebody else that, also doesn't want to get dragged. I don't know. I'm True. not sure. Um, and then they also have like a little dance floor so you can like dance uh, there. I think. Okay. So I there's, think. okay. I, I, was, yeah. I was just, I was just envisioning all these people just kind of standing in a hallway, like mm. waiting to be dragged into no, these no. rooms. So the girls, the girls do get a table. It's not like they're just standing there like cattle, oh, okay. like just kind of <laughs> waiting to be sold. Okay. <laughs> they like, do God, have like a table. There's drinks, like there's food. Like it's not like, I mean, it's still fucked up, but it's not as yeah. fucked up as you just described. <laughs> yeah, I was like thinking, oh my God, that's intense. Oh, not sure about yeah, Korea. God damn. Well, Korea is, um, again, not sure about now, but Korea is still quite sexist. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I remember like, um, I think now, 
Oh god, if we're going to talk about gender gender double standards, Korea is like the fucking epitome of gender double standards. Really? Can, um, can you share in some some Korean so double standards again, that they have? Haven't been haven't been for a long time, for almost mm-hmm. 10 years, 9 years I think was yeah. the last time I went, which is we, why we, we should go, Daniel. We be we be changing that next year. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh but I remember when cuz Back then, when I would go to a bar in Korea, like uh, you could smoke inside the bars. So everyone would be smoking, right? But guys would be smoking openly. And when you go to the female bathroom, girls would hide and smoke. So like girls would not smoke in public. Not all girls, obviously. But if you go to the female bathrooms, it stinks of like cigarette because girls like don't want to smoke in front of guys because they think it's like unattractive, even though like every guy is smoking. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that was like one thing I noticed. I was like, holy shit, like this is kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. Cause like every guy in there was smoking. I'm like, why do girls like feel the feel, need to yeah. hide? Because the people are so judgmental. So mm-hmm. um, they know that they're going to be judged for it. So anyways, yeah. that's, that's an interesting like f- little thing. I feel like from what I've, from my limited knowledge of Korea, I just do, f- <laughs> I do feel like there's a lot of pressure on women. Like a lot of pressure, like so much more, like even more so than, cause you know how there's like those, like we have the Western I- standards of beauty and things like that. The things that we think of like what we should look like and aspire to. But I feel like from what I've heard is like in Korea, it's even more, it's like, girls are like pressured into getting plastic surgery and like so doing much. all this, all this a- additional things to look this certain way. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Plastic surgery is huge. Mm-hmm. You know, I just got my ass done last. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's actually kind of sad because sometimes I, t- I tell people I'm Korean and they're like, oh, oh, like, did you get any work done? And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> like, no, uh, I did not. This be I the just, work of a natural. <laughs> <laughs> this be I the work of like Mother this. Nature. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as aren't you amazed that this is not plastic surgery? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh, anyways, um, yes, funny. there's a lot of pressure. Oh my God, I could do a whole episode on Korea. Jesus, mm. motherfucking Christ! But should we, we won't. An, should we? Maybe should, should we? As a potential topic, I would write it down, but. Are you interested in that topic? Well, I could ask you questions. So you could like, okay. we could like You'll talk about Korea. Me? Yeah, I'll interview okay. you about laugh in Korea. Or, laugh. Or life life in Canada as a um As, a as Korean. immigrants? Yeah. As a Korean? Oh, yeah. God damn. Well, I mean, um, we're both immigrants, aren't we, Daniel? Yeah, tech, yeah, we definitely are. Yeah. But you, you don't really feel like you're an immigrant, do mm. you? Not so much. It's interesting though, because having lived in the UK versus having lived in Canada, it's like, there are some like socially and stuff like that. I feel like there's a lot of differences. Like I just feel like hundred percent. Yeah. Like I feel like I, cause I grew up in Canada. I feel more Canadian than I do British. I mean, I like, I liked being in the UK. I enjoyed it there, but like my home and my heart is always going to be in Canada. So yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. And then also it's, this is going to sound really bad. Um, but like, I feel like being British, there's certain aspects of culture and everything else. But when it comes to like, uh, what am I trying to say? Like cultural Just elements. say it, Daniel. No, I don't know. I just don't know how to articulate oh, it. Oh, you just like, don't know how to word it? Okay. Yeah. Like, 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 you know, for example, in Korea or like, let's say another country, you guys have so many really distinctly different customs, ways of dress, right. ways of eating, um, traditions, right. these kind of stuff. Whereas in the UK, it's like really the traditional food there is like, you know, fish and chips and you know, it's not something crazily distinct and like all the holidays are generally the same as what we have in Canada. Um, Do you know why though? F- because we were settled by them. 
not just that, but the entire world is an kind of Anglo. What's the word like? We because British have colonized the majority of the world. We live in yeah. a very Anglo. What is it? Anglo-Saxon. Anglo-Saxon. Yeah, I don't know something like that. Yeah. So everything is kind of like that's the baseline of what's considered kind of like normal. Okay. <laughs> in a way, in yeah, I think yeah, yeah. a lot of places. So, but yes, of course, Canada is even more so because we we are a British colony. So, yeah. so everything's like kind of the same, but not yeah. really. There are definitely differences. Oh, 100 percent. That we like will I, discuss. Yeah, we will discuss on a future episode of this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting. That's another goddamn topic. Like how mm. the world is now. You know, the way that we see the world has been so heavily shaped by. Um, by whoever was the the colonizer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, God damn. Think, do you think also, and I think it, it, there's pros and cons to this, like the way that we saw the world and the way that we're seeing the world is dramatically shifting with the internet as well. Because now, for example, we are getting so much more exposure and, you know, like, for example, even on YouTube and all of these things to, you know, different foods, different, like, cultures, different ideas, people be able to express themselves. And like, it's becoming so much more like trans, not transparent, but like the world's becoming smaller. Intertwined. Yes. Yes. I think so. And more intertwined. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting because now, Mm. yeah, we see, we have so much information now too. So we can see like what's going on in like Africa, in, in Asia, we can see what's going on in Europe. And before we didn't really have that. All, all we had was the news. Right. And now we can watch YouTubers that live in the other side of the world. So we have a lot more information and yeah, it's, and now it's becoming more and more like just, it's just more globalized. And now everything is just kind of like more connected, which I think comes with, you know, pros and cons, obviously. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. What makes, me sad though is when I go to like a different city and I think like oh my god like look at it's like Starbucks and McDonald's and like yeah you know Burger King and I'm like oh god what happened to like you know mm. the uniqueness of culture I know this is the thing that th- that does really bother me like it's in some ways like <clears throat> when I'm that's one thing I really like actually where I am in Spain right now because there's not a lot of chains here like yes okay we do have a Burger King there is a McDonald's here um but they're not on every corner. It's not yeah. like, you know, there's like four Starbucks on one corner. It's like, actually, right. I don't even think there's a Starbucks. Oh, no, there is a Starbucks here. There's more um, mom and pop shops, like small yeah. shops. It's like I locally owned little places. Yeah. And I'm like, I really f- wish that there was more of a push for that, like globally, because like you have these global superpowers like McDonald's and all these like big, huge conglomerates or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just don't like it as I much. I feel Whereas like that's because in... I remember Italy was like that too. Like Italy mm. is very much like more traditional. Yeah. And I feel like Spain is kind of similar to that. Whereas like they don't yeah. want to be like, you know, every other country with, you yeah. know, all kinds of chains. So they want to like, pres- you have to want to preserve your culture more than you want. Like, I don't Fast know. Fast food chains. Yeah. yeah. But that comes at a cost because they're probably not doing as well financially, like mm. economically. Potentially. Because, yeah. 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 Oh God, that's another goddamn topic. Why do we delve in? Like, what is our podcast about? Today <laughs> World it was issues? about. <laughs> no, it was about gender stereotypes. So we went through a number. Yeah. Should we, what's a, what? Shall we get back on track to another gender stereotype? Okay, we'll do one last one. Can you? Can you? Can you think of a last oh, one? Oh God, think I mean, there's one? there's so many, but I feel like I didn't prepare well enough for this. <laughs> um, oh, well, I have one. I have one. I think that okay. women. Uh, there's definitely more of a pressure on women to look good we could talk about that what do you think mm. what do you think well actually i, I don't know if that's interesting <laughs> no no i think there's i think i would 
agree there's a pressure on women, but I'd also say that there's an increased pressure on men as well. Um, to look good. Yes. So oh, interesting. Yeah. Because like, for example, you see just as you see with women and stuff, but like so many guys now are, you know, on Instagram, everywhere else with like these chiseled abs saying like, this is the fitness this is what you need to be doing. Um, you know, all these like really intense diets and stuff to look a certain way. And like, <clears throat> there's an added pressure on guys to have that like chiseled six pack look. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's considered because of like, social media, I think a exactly, lot more yeah. so. Right. Interesting. Huge, hugely influenced by social media. What do you think from the from the female perspective, Rose? <laughs> God dang it. Well, I think that, again, maybe... I feel like I do a lot of this like generalization of genders, but you know what? Let's just go with it. So I do think that men tend to be more visual when it yeah. comes to their level of attraction. I, I think generally, again, generally speaking, women are a little, a little bit less visual. Of course, we care about a guy's looks. Um, but not to the, I don't think to the extent of most men. So mm. I feel like women because of that. And also of course, society wise, you know, women, uh, traditionally our job was to like look pretty to, so we could get married and have kids or whatever. So yeah. like, I think that's another factor that plays into the, to the discussion. Um, <laughs> so women were traditionally, you know, the ones that were supposed to look pretty and all that mm. stuff. Um, but now maybe things are shifting again. Women yeah. are becoming more shallow too. God damn, we'd be creating God. a world of shallow ass motherfuckers. This is true. <laughs> but I think I think there's definitely in the last like kind of five to ten years, there's been that added pressure on guys as well. Cause I didn't it never used to be oh, so 100%. prevalent. Yeah. I I mean it's always kind of been there in the media, but it's like more pressure now more than ever. And especially with social media, it's in your face. And also I think like some of these bodies and stuff that you see out there, it's just like they're so extreme. And it's just like, you're just never going to be able to achieve these like as a normal person. Do you know what I mean? And a lot of it's mm-hmm. like surgeries and all this, like this huge craze of having like mass girls, having these massive butts and all of this stuff. Like, you know, it's just. But how important is it though? Yes, there's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm trying to think. Okay. So for men, yes, there's definitely increased pressure compared to before. There's still mm-hmm. a lot more pressure for women, I think. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent because, um, I think there's different types of pressures. So men have more pressure, again, to be more financially successful yeah. um, and provide for the family or whatever the fuck, okay? And women have still the same pressures of, you know, looking pretty and all of that stuff. And I still do think that at the end of the day, like, women don't care that much, as much as men think that we do, about, like, a six-pack. Mm. I don't know. Do you care about yeah. a six-pack? <laughs> from a gay perspective? <laughs> uh, I don't care so much. Like, obviously, it's, it is a, a, a turn-on if somebody has a six-pack. I do mm-hmm. like it. Like, but it's not the be-all, end-all. And, like, if somebody didn't have it, I'm not going to not date them. Do you know what I mean? Like, How visual are you in terms of your attraction? Um, I'm pretty... I think I would say I'm pretty visual. Like, I, I you know what I yeah. mean? Like, they have to look a certain... <laughs> it's, it makes me sound so <laughs> shallow. Oh, my God. They have to look a certain way. Oh, my God. <laughs> This is why I'm single, you guys. This is why I'm single. No, no, no. no You're not um, shallow. You're being honest. This is just attraction. You can't control yeah, exactly. like, what I, you're I, attracted I, to. I like certain things. And yeah, I think I am a very visual initially, right? Initially. But they still have to have personality. Yeah. And stuff. I'm not just going to date somebody because they're super hot. Like some people mm-hmm. will just date somebody because they're super hot. Like for me, it's like they have to have the whole package. Okay, let's see. How about, okay. A guy that's really hot with mm-hmm. very little personality. A guy yeah. that's really not hot. With a great personality. 
Um, <laughs> I think I would go for the not hot with great personality. What if he's like hideous? Well, he didn't say hideous. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't an option, Rose. Oh, so, God damn. Um, I think I'd just die alone. I think that oh, would be God my choice. Damn. Well, because you know, the thing is at the end of the day, looks fade over time. Like if you're looking at somebody as like a long-term yes. partner, it's like you need somebody that you're going to have good, good banter with. Good banter. And exactly. And at the end of the day, like somebody that's, um, you know, really attractive right now, you know, yeah, okay. They're going to be attractive for a while, but like eventually you, you won't get old. And that's true. We, People we do all get look old. old and we're not going to have we our all gonna six... look nice and shrivelly. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and at that point, when you know everything starts going south, um, you better have some good conversations. Oh, God stuff damn. To, to, you know what I mean? Like it's the truth, though. It's the reality, right? It is the truth. So, but okay. So going back to the whole like women and men, the pressure of looking good, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Don't you still think that it is more likely for an ugly guy to get with a hot woman than the other way around? How many? Because yes. there are so many couples where you're like, <clears throat> you're you look at the guy and you're like, you're definitely not that attractive compared to this woman. Yeah. But how many couples do you know where it's the other way around? Not many. I think Not you're many. right. I think, th- I think that a, and a big part of that is, again, it comes down to, and this is going to sound bad, but financial stability and stuff. If like, you know, not a very yeah. attractive guy is, you know, a freaking millionaire. Well, guess what? Or he's he, going to, again, or he's really funny. For example, I think there's like, again, like I mm-hmm. find like, humor very, you know, I think that's attractive. attractive. That's true. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, Rose, Whereas if a woman is funny, yeah, but she's not attractive, oh, God she'll damn. probably just become a bro. <laughs> Rose, is it too much for me to ask for somebody to be attractive and funny? Like, is that too much for me to ask? Oh God in this damn, world? Daniel, we we go we not going personal, are we, I Daniel? <laughs> oh, what do you want? Okay, let's let's just put out what Dan Daniel wants in a partner <laughs> here. Okay. No, I don't want to so, do this. Taller than Daniel, which is taller than six feet. Yeah. Ideally. No, or my height. <laughs> or six feet. You know, because the average man is six feet tall, apparently. Okay. Six feet. Um, uh, what else, Daniel? Oh, they have to be masculine acting. Oh, God, Rose. Do we have they to also go have to. Yes, we're going there. Oh, they God. also have to be funny. Yeah. They also have to be very good looking. <laughs> <laughs> God, people have a fantastic personality. God damn. People on this, uh, people listening to this are going to think that I'm actually like crazy. No, they're not because it's Mm. normal. I think a lot of people have, you know, it's fine to have standards. I think it's good. Exactly. Well, I mean, like I said, if I met somebody that obviously these are things that I would like, but like if I met somebody that didn't finish those boxes, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm not going to date you. It's just like I happen to. That's what you say now, Daniel. Let's see what happens in the future when it does happen. I happen to have really bad luck with dates and I end up with, you know, dating people that are freaking psychopaths. So, <laughs> you know, and if you want more of that, check out Patreon for our dating episodes. <laughs> I love the plug-in. Yeah, so you can hear all about Daniel's <coughs> and, and my uh, past dating woes uh, in our Patreon or for our Patreon-exclusive first episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, Rose, what's it going to be like for me dating back in Calgary? I'm like a little bit scared. Oh God, Daniel, I don't know what to tell you. I really like, don't know because I don't know the gay scene. But all neither. I know I've been is out that of it for so uh, long, so. we're old as fuck. <laughs> I know. This is the thing. I'm going to be there. I'm like a senior now. So like, I'm going to go, because last time I was in Calgary dating, I was 25. Yeah. So I was like oh, young, God hot damn. thing, okay. you know? 
<laughs> You're still a young hot thing, Daniel. And now I'm going to be 31 and people are going to be like, actually, no, I'm going to be 32 by the time I move back. And people are going to be like, you know what? this guy's but, over the hill. You know, your complaint, <laughs> <laughs> your complaint was that, you know, gay guys, uh, the gay community is a little bit too like sexualized, mm-hmm. but maybe now that you're a bit older, you know, you'll find more serious people that want to That's actually true. settle down. So That's it might actually point. be better than when you were 25 because now people are a little bit more mature and they actually want to yeah. find a life partner. Exactly. And they want to meet a lovely guy like me. <laughs> yes. And have little babies with you. Oh, Adopt damn. little Asian babies. I know from Korea. <laughs> from Korea. Is that why we're going to Korea to s- scope out the babies? Did I not tell you this? <laughs> like that, that was, that was part of my plan. <laughs> that was the initial plan. Well, yeah. I thought we were going to get married and have and adopt little Korean babies and have well, an open marriage. <laughs> so many plans, Rose. So many plans. I need to start writing have a lot of plans. down. Mm-hmm. Anyways, well, someone has to pee, which is me. Okay. So should we, <laughs> and um, it's been about an hour. Has it not? It has. So, okay. Do you want to finish oh God, off? Do we need a, a little, vegan nugget? I know. I was going to say, do you have a vegan nugget oh God, for us? I'm really running out of vegan nuggets. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, so a tip for going vegan or for a tip for vegans. Um, You know what? I'm going to say, I I can't remember what I've said before, Um, but I will say try to be open-minded. And when I say that, I mean, I think it's very, at least when I first uh, went vegan and still now, I sometimes, you know, don't understand when other people, this is for people that are vegan already, maybe. Um, I don't really get, I never understood how people could, you know, continue to support, support such a horrible industry or industries. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just didn't get it. And I thought, oh my God, are these people like evil or are they bad people? Um, yeah. And like, I just didn't get it. And I was probably a lot more judgmental and stuff like that. And, but try to be understanding, I guess, and realize that, uh, we're all just kind of products of a society that we, a lot of us, we can't control our, you know, the way that we were brought up. And I think it's very hard for a lot of people to change. Yeah. I think that's a, I think that's a good one actually, you know, not just a vegan nugget, but in generally in life is just to try to be Mm -hmm. like, you know, open-minded and understanding of where other people are coming from and try to kind of like, you know, not, not necessarily push your judgments, but try to like, you know, come at things with a more open mind. I think that's a really good point. Yeah. Do you have one, Daniel? I don't actually. No, that was good. Okay. So we're just going to end at that one. Yeah. (laughs) Yours is so good. So, you know, I just want to add to it and just say in general and laugh, you know. And laugh. Life lessons with Rose and Daniel. Yeah. Be open-minded because honestly, you would be surprised. And I'm going a quick, quick tangent because I know you really have to go to the bathroom. But um, (laughs) you would be surprised at the amazing people that you can meet in life just by, you know, just being open-minded and understanding where other people are coming from. Different cultures, different backgrounds. Um, I think it's just good for yourself as a person as well, you know? Yeah, for sure. At least try to be open-minded, try to be empathetic and try to understand uh, other people's perspective, even though you might not uh, agree. Agree with it. Exactly. Yes. Anyways, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, And just a quick reminder, um, follow us on Instagram at The Savage Podcast. As well, if you like this um, and you want to get more of me and Rose and exclusive content, check us out at Patreon, um, uh, patreon.com slash the Savage Podcast. Um, all the links for um, iTunes, Spotify, everything is in our um, Instagram bio. Um, and yeah, 
thanks for thanks for tuning that's in. where you can find us all yeah. right thank you so much guys thanks guys bye bye